Blog Talk Radio.
always come together in this scared space, in this sacred space. Understanding that sacred space is critical. Creation of sacred space is critical to the foundation of anything that we might for those of us who are in connection with something greater than ourselves. Some would say outside of ourselves. Indeed, it dwells within us. It begins within us, the creation of the space. It's all about what we hear. It's all about what we see. It's all about what we internalize and what we think we know and understand. Understanding that the spirit realm is more real, more evident, more tangible, more efficacious than anything we can imagine, ever transforming physical time, place, dimension. That which you create in heaven, you create on earth. That which you create on earth, you create in heaven. And indeed, that which you create must first originate from in here. You must first originate from in here. From within the God, from within the God that indeed each and every one of you are, and, and stand in this sacred space to represent. Understand, God ain't one path, God ain't one tradition, God ain't one bloodline, God ain't one lineage. God is multifaceted, God is universal and cosmic. The God is everything, and and then some. See, it's everything and then more. So aspire right now in this moment. Aspire to be more. Aspire to accept more. Some of you have blockages up that don't even allow you to accept more. To accept the blessing. You can't envision. You can't see. You can't crystallize it. So what good is 100 pounds of gold hidden away in your that you don't know about? This is defensive weaponry that you have tucked away in, in, in a secret space in your house that you don't know about. What good is it to you? So, indeed, we must allow our heads to allow us to open up not just our heads and our consciousness and our minds and our hearts and our spirits, but indeed our hands to receive the blessing. Once upon a time, I used to visit my seminarium every Sunday, one o'clock, one upon a time. I would sit under Farrakhan and, and listen to what he had to say, what he taught, and what he shared. And he was the first person that I heard say, I can bless a man or woman with closed hands. God can't bless you unless you open up, unless you receive. And, and, and the Yoruba and the Lukumi under the sound of voice and the Nago, understand or read, understand or read. Indeed, my voodoo initiates understand or read and what or read is. And the power of our own head to open and close, to allow. We, we, we talk about the gatekeepers out in society, out in culture, out in politics, out in our grass organizations. Indeed, the gatekeeper at your head allow in, you accept in, you receive in what's being said, what's being done, what's traditional, the way we've always done. And at some point, then be ignoring or 
you're not paying attention? How often do you say, I knew this was going to happen? How often do you say, I knew I shouldn't have trusted this person? How often do you say that written down in a journal? <laughs> you point that very moment in time space when they heard the voice of Orion, when they heard their own God self, when they heard the voice of their own consciousness. And it's at that crossroads we desire to take the right action, take the right path. So there, there aren't any regrets on the other side. So there aren't any regrets that after Thank you for your lovely Skype my show. <laughs> All is blessing. Greetings, greetings. Please acknowledge our moderator chat, our beloved Keona D. Carter. At some point in the very near future, we're going to have it together. And Keona is going to actually be signed in for me. And then all I'm is just talk and respond to your questions and your comments um, as we're So be patient. I'm transforming the house. I'm transforming the show. I'm transforming the platform. So just allow us to grow. Greetings, Chef Bougie. Greetings, Orisha, beloved. Eva, Orisha, Mojiba, Orisha. Anika James, thank you so much for being present. Thank you for being a first-time participant, a first-time viewer. You are indeed a first-time you, you're speaking, you're talking, uh, we, you would ask questions and that you would continue to participate. So we, we appreciate you, uh, Danica James. Not just a viewer, you, you are a data first-time participant. I can't tell you how many people are right now who've never sat at anything about us. <laughs> never liked anything, never shared anything. Come on in. Greetings, Nikki Carter. Greetings, love it. I got a lot to say today about Eva. And voodoo, voodoo, and Ifa. I owe some. I know yesterday, so I'm gonna bring it to you today. I got a lot to say about airway. I got a lot to say about today. I got a lot about things that we do in the pastures and tradition that is voodoo. I understand this universe-created word. Here on the web, on this side of the water, to describe all of us, to describe all that he's becoming African nature. That's where this voodoo came from. The, the voodoo with the you, you all like to grab onto, is first, it, it's Creole. So we say it you, if we're speaking Creole, of course, and, and it goes back to a on but if we understand the conditions of middle passage, if we understand the conditions of slavery and enslavement, then we can understand how voodoo with O came about. Not just that they couldn't say it, not just that it was standardized linguistically, it was created out of our new evolving conditions. The Vudon and practiced in West Africa leading to the missionaries coming in, the colonizers had a very different had a very different foundation, had a very different grounding 
had a very different route. And we're going to talk about that today. The path of the Yoruba, the path of the Ebe, the path of the Fon, the path of these people all came together in the first and what we now know as to answer voodoo, without voodoo, there is no Ifa. Without Ifa, there is no voodoo. You have to understand what voodoo is. And voodoo is nature. And, and nature ain't limited to one group of people. <laughs> nature ain't limited to one ethnic group. Nature ain't limited to one geographic location. So this new, you want to really be technical. Okay, I'm going to give it to you. Haiti, you can have your youth. You can have your creolized speech and your creolized religion. But New Orleans, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, we're talking about revolution. We're talking about the escaping of slavery, the escaping of the environment of slavery. It conditions that were very different than what our Brazilian cousins experienced, our Venezuelan experience, our Cubano brothers and sisters experience. We couldn't gather, we couldn't drum, we couldn't sing, we couldn't even pretend like we knew anything African. The risk was dismemberment. The, the risk was lynching. The, the risk was having your tongue cut out, your face marred, your ear removed, your hands removed. That, that, that's the ugliness of enslavement that we don't want to talk about. See, well, we want to talk about racism and white supremacy and, and the systemic system of that. But, but that, how does that happen? How does the whole world accept that generationally over and over? How, how do we accept that? Because it's ingrained by pain. It's ingrained by, ingrained by killing. It's ingrained by martyr. And that's why their religion sticks it across so deep. What better imagery than a bloody corpse? What better imagery? Some of y'all know, some of y'all know exactly what I'm saying. I, I, I got you. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm saying. So give me my four O's. I'm good with you. Give me St. Milo and the Maroons. I'm good with that. Give me those who fought and died for our freedom, even when our freedom wasn't even on the record. Wasn't even in the vision. They 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 killed Saint Milo when when freedom wasn't even on radar yet. Yet we had among us who wanted liberty, who wanted freedom, who wanted revenge, and in very ugly circumstances. So give me my with four O's. Give it to me. To me. the power and of voodoo is legendary. Legendary. Often for, for, for the wrong reasons, but it's legendary. You better listen to your blues artist. You better go back in time and, and understand your history. People from all over the nation, all over the world, came to New Orleans for the voodoo. For the voodoo. This is before touring people. This is before the entertainment industry people. This is before this became a joke appropriated to the, the degree that we and understand it to be today. Give me my soul. 
I'm good with my 4-0. I challenge you with my 4-0. It's all good. And, and without nature, none of it exists. The Khan, Fahm, Eve, Igbo, Hausa. Without nature, none of it exists. None of it has power. So indeed, voodoo is nature. And, and so if there cannot be any without voodoo, there can't be any without airway, without plants, without herbs, without a connection to the ground, without a connection to the oceans and the lakes and the streams, without a connection to the mosque and, and the morning dew and the four clocks and the morning glory, but without a connection to bird life. I, I can't tell you the bird life that visits my yard. I got blueberries. I have sweet herbs. I got bananas. And I live in a tropical zone. So I get red birds and blue birds and, and beautiful birds that come and visit my yard. One must be in touch. Too many of us are cut off from our own nature. You, you can't control, control your vices. You can't control your gambling. You can't control your eating. You can't control your excessive drinking. You can't control your excessive emotions. Control your excessive anger. We're, we're still talking about nature, the nature of man and woman. My mama, mama reads from the Bible. My mama quotes from the Bible and says the heart of man is, is spitefully wicked. Who can know it? Who can know it? So we wake up and battle. The infant comes in the world screaming, God, here I am again. What's, what's going on? Where am I? We wake up in battle. All the extra battle stuff that we take on often is, is unnecessary. It's an illusion. Let your enemies be. That's an illusionary enemy. If they're not taking no food out your mouth, if they're not harming your children, if they're not in your house, if they're not in your life, that's an illusion of people with too much time on their hands. It's the Western culture that all of us are part of, that all of us to some degree are living in. You got a computer, you got a device, you got technology. You in this Western culture just like the rest of us. Just as Stevie Wonder once said, be sure, be sure you're not helping to create this world, this place that we sometimes call hell. Thank you, Stevie Wonder, for that. So be sure that you're not the devil. Be sure you're not a gin. Be sure it's not of you, this outward manifestation that you might see, that you might be walking in, that you might be participating in. And when we get caught up in our flesh, in our body, in the coordinary, in the lower zones of our consciousness, in the lower positions in the chakra, we don't see what's going on at the higher level. We start blaming, disassociating. It's happening to me. It's happening from outside of me. They did it. It did it. The system did it. The people did it. You know, and at some point, a God has to take responsibility. At some point, a God has to take responsibility, has to take autonomy, has to take some control of the reality that we create and we create. Want another country, another land? Create it. Create it. You want to be patriot? Create it. Make it happen. Oh, wow. The people who have dreams and visions, no plans, 
I want to be rich and famous. Well, beloved, how do you profess to do that? And they have no plans, no roadmap, no vision board. I love vision boards. Vision boards are very powerful. Vision boards are not some new age uh, uh, game. <laughs> vision boards are ancient sections being able to bring out the mist, M-I-S-T, bringing it out of the clouds, bringing it out of the spirit realm into the physical realm, you must write something down, make it real, unless it's still just an idea. All of us in this room got visions of hitting the lotto. All of us in this room know what we would do with football money. But instead of bringing it out into the real world, it's just a dream. Hey, Keisha, beloved, greetings. It's just a notion, just an idea. Greetings, all my beloved listeners and my regular and my newcomers. Who do occultism? I got you. And let me tell you, that email was right on point. This is just for you. Those of you who were here earlier and, and were watching the videos, saw me play Wolf, Hawk, Jaguar videos. And, and Says, and this is for Hoodoo occultism. The Orisha are speaking English now. The Orisha are speaking English through us. That's the response to, the, to that email. <laughs> but I'm going to respond back to you later uh, when I get a chance. But, but that's the response to that email. But you got to know what you know. said. I want to learn the language. Learn the language. That's why I'm teaching you to the way I am. That's why I'm teaching it to you piece by piece the way I am. Now, what's missing is airtime. We need some consultation. We need to be on Skype. I need to be able to see you. You need to be able to see me. I am going to produce for my Patreon participants video in coming days of me actually doing the libation. And, and, and saying the cool word at the same time. I'm saying it. I'm gonna say it in English. Say it in Yoruba. And I might say it in English, Yoruba, Ewe, and Igbo, but that might be a little bit too much. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say it in Yoruba and English. I'm gonna do Mojuba. I'm go, I'm gonna do Ibaki. I'm I'm gonna go through the chants, the prayers that are present the documentation for my new listeners. He and I are right now talking about the work, initiation, work, ancestral uh, work, divination, uh, open the audience, be here from a different perspective than we because they're on this side of the gate, if you will. They're in the court of, of the village. So if you're just watching, you're going to hear say stuff that makes no sense to you that that you won't necessarily uh, uh, hear with the same here. You might get what's for you but you won't get it all. You won't get it all. So for my friends, my students slash enemies who like to come and copy and girlfriend and well maybe I'll do that but I won't say that. To his show, but I might get myself. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, try that for yourself. Greetings, Tamara. Greetings, for 
love it. How you doing? What you got to say for me today? Oh, I'm muted. Beauty, can you hear me? I can hear you. I, I had muted myself because the Skype kept me. Forget oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. How you doing? Getting outside, getting some fresh air. How are you? How is everybody doing? All is a blessing. Um, I'm, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm doing more work. Uh, I haven't right. really had any downtime. I'm still um, recreating the space just for us at this wall. If you can imagine. Everything that's okay. over here, I got the same thing going on the wall, but it's going to be where the new temple space will be. I'm, I've been working on my, that. Greetings, beloved. Hey. I'd like to see the family. Children. Hey, how you doing? Interested in making it come together, and so yeah, particularly when we look at family, 
And so in a past life, you could have been the man, the woman, the mother, the father, the son, you know, the enemy, the friend. You know, we come back to clean that work, to address that work, you know, in every in every nation, in every lifetime, if you will. Responding to it could be something ancestral, something lineage based in the family. Um, based on what you said, I'm also suggesting that everything about position not there's a way to have a conversation and find out exactly what she's upset about. And and have her tell you honestly that could be beneficial. If that can be done, yeah, you have to do your protective work in that endeavor. Now Another aspect that I would always examine the request is did you do her anything? Hear about that. When your mama did her, if anything, be clear about that. Because again, when you think about generational curses, things happen for you. Things happen before your time, things happen before your generation. They already married with dad, they already married with mom. You don't know why. You know what happened. Yeah. It talks about it. Nobody discusses it. You know, especially if it's the wrong thing. Then we keep that. Oh, we all know auntie's going to say the wrong thing. We're not going to talk about it. But we're going to let bygones be. And so the next generation is going into a hot mess. And don't know why. Don't know why mom and auntie don't get along. Don't know why mama don't never see her. You know, we might know. We might know what kind of abuse took place, but often the parents don't want expose their child to you. So you and I wake up in the middle of a mess, sometimes consciousness and don't know why. I look at the family, I disconnect my father's side of the family. Because anything I did, because of my father and who my father is. You know, and people out of Negative energy, you know, for him and about him and association with him. Um, and, and, and those who know sort of regurgitate fairy tales about who he is. Right. And, and it's nowhere close to So I have nieces and nephews who now are, are, some of them are grown. And I think about it all the time. What's it like not having grandparents or not knowing who your grandparents are? You know, some of our brothers and sisters, they the grandparent passed young. My father's first wife passed in her 40s, you know, which was in the 80s. But, you know, um, so we're talking about how you don't have grandma or granddad and raising children. In some cases, children now. Some of the children mm-hmm. now have children of their own without the information those generational curses. So when people are, are not you, when people are obsessed with soulmate, you can remember that you're you're not just lighting the candle to the love interest. You're also lighting the candle to all those spirits that exist in your soulmate clan. That's how we have to be clear. Back today, when I did tarot reading, this card is not about perfect love and relationship. The lover's card is about right. two things. Set your heart 
one that's your passion, one that has some long-term gravity versus something that might be just temporary and or fleeting. So these soulmate energies are very complex, very deep. Mm-hmm. It's that she looked at me and I liked her. Something has happened. Something has taken place. And again, if you can get her talk, that could happen. That could happen. There's a lot, right. lot of cases. Yeah.
is now will promise of his next because Odin's energy, which is Aries of Mars, has just entered into Indus and will be there for six months. You all need to take advantage of this energy because the last time that Mars was in Aries was 
Everybody who is ranked ain't roster. Everybody that gets dreadlocked on the lifestyle, you know, it's a fad. It's a trend. But for some of us, it's an opening. It's our way into the culture. So you don't come in by dreading your head. You might come in by doing a doula group. You, you might come in by the, the big brother or sister who, who really got holding together. But we've got to go further. We've got to go deeper. And another way of looking we've got to reprogram. And when I think about this racism, this white supremacy thing we're dealing with, you know, how many are really willing to do that work? I watched a program this morning that really, really set me up. I really watch this show for that reason. Uh, and it's this one particular person on the show that is in my car. More, some of you know I'm talking about the view. <laughs> some of you know I'm talking about oh, Megan. Yeah. I know I'm talking about Megan. Uh, and sometimes she comes oh. off very, comes off extremely white supremacist. You know, and about her, in her own words, her instilled, her favorite lifestyle. Her real background and family, you know, as McCain, you know, and, and her sense of entitlement just exudes out her force. It just pulls through her. And she really got me this morning. I can't, oh, I know what it was. She was trying to make a comparison between Democrats and Republicans by saying that, you know, the Republicans. Who we all know did want to compare that to well, why are y'all allowing these people to go out and protest? And of course, I'm saying people, I'm not saying black to white people, but if you understand what protest is, it's black lives matter. Even if white folks out there doing it in the name of black lives matter, so she wouldn't say black lives matter. She would say these people who are protesting for this very needed cause, she's saying, like many of the Republicans are saying right now, they're comparing you going out there fighting your liberty and your rights. So it's a comparison of white supremacy and moving into the pandemic that is COVID-19. You know, but, but she's crafty with her words. I'm crafty with so I'm with you, girlfriend. Uh, I kept those innuendo. I pay attention to her body language. You know, I pay attention to what, what that don't come directly out of her mouth. And she comes across extremely wise. So it makes me think about, you know, how then do we move forward? Picture that's trying to pepper us. And so there's a level of, of a relative in that. If we start being more self-sufficient, more self-reliant, more financially independent, more financially resourceful, we're always going to be in a position of weakness with, with that mindset. We've got to buy ourselves. We've got to own for ourselves. I'm tired of hearing I can grow. You can grow. You can, grow. You can harvest things. Some of you live like me, a lot of fruit in our community, a lot of herbs in our community. Sometimes you got to go to the woods, 
guns. You got to go to the park. It's there. Some of you don't walk your neighborhood. You don't know it's there. I, I once lived in a pickup town here in New Orleans that had mango, papaya, giant oranges, giant grapefruit, kumquat, bananas, just in like a two block radius of my house. You know, I was thinking hard. Oh, we had a fig tree. You know, I'd go and pick and harvest and, and, and collect, you know, some of that I would eat, some of that I would offer to the Orisha, the lot, to the ancestors. We've got to become more resourceful. I had a in the chicken coop that got real chicken coops that raising them from, from babies. from We take care of business now. So I don't want to hear if you stop, especially if you live in the suburbs, especially if you've got access to a little space. The problem is we're still trying to conceal this, still trying to hide it. It's not how I'm going to get my mama to accept this. How am I going to get my my church folks? What are they going to say? Yeah, I'm asking Yeah, when, when they when they see, well, we got people that are dealing with that, beloved. I, I, I won't say names, but I got a child, you know, who's well known, family is well known, particularly in the quote unquote religious church community. So they look up to her. They look up to her. They respect her. You know, they honor her. She gets nieces, nephews, cousins, and now we respect her. Uh, she was first to go to college, and now many of them are going to college. So they're absolutely following her example. When it comes to the voodoo, this practice. They're a little nervous, but they don't say how they don't act. What's pastor going to say? What's the people going to say? You know, we got to live in the same town people. You know, so it's very specific to the individual. I found in my own story that you can't communicate what it is you're doing, what it is you're acknowledging. Then how can you teach it? How then can you teach it? How then can you teach your family in that? To embrace it and understand it. If you yourself can't explain it, this airway is. You know, so keep it simple. Break it down into English, break it down into elementary language. Stick to the basics. You know, Mom, I believe in God. I acknowledge God. But, but I also believe and understand there might be other powers out there that God has created for us to access. You find the language where your loved one is, where your family member is, relative is. This is not just about us. This ain't just about our own kids. This ain't just about our own prosperity. We bleed this this out into our environment. And indeed, I would hope for our demonstration to be one that our children, like Sam. And many others would want to follow, present in that, mm-hmm. would want to absorb that. That generation is struggling through the basics of this work right. where many of us are struggling today. Yes, Marie Thomas, thank you, love it. Yes, you can on the truth, love it. Every, every day, I, I just have a different energy. You Please know. Keep yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Greetings, love it. Monique, 
Come on in. Greetings. Greetings for me. And he 
legs started moving somehow, to running around the walk of her house. She pushed her leg from corner to corner to corner, and it was evil in her mind. Not the leg would get anything evil, it was evil in her mind. The minute she started seeing a response, spirit realm, it was wicked and evil, and she was done. Now, let me add a little bit of story. Um, from a church perspective, she a heathen. From a church perspective, she never been church owned. Ain't never been religious. Ain't never been church. See, some of you are, are, are addicted to magic and ritual and control, but you ain't spiritual at all. Church folks just like that. Some that people never hear pastors say and ain't never to God, and if they did hear the voice of God, they wouldn't know what to do. They'd be spooked. They're just going through a ritual. I ain't religious. I can go to the laundromat every Saturday. That's religious. I can go to Walgreens every Tuesday at 10 a.m., and everybody in there know my name. That's religious. That's religious. But religion incorporates spirit. Incorporates spirituality. So whatever your religious preference is, it's none of my business. But your demonstration tells who you are. Your demonstration tells me who you are. One man coming out the front, another one going up the front, another man to pay your, your rent, another man to pay your utility bill. Yeah, you got unless you run because of your house. For sure. And then <laughs> And if it's wicked, it's a mirror back of your own wickedness. I said that at the beginning of the show. Some of you calling your own wickedness to you. Some of you are inviting people to come into your life and do jacked up stuff. Some of you are inviting people into your life to prove over and over again what you think you already believe. I can't trust anybody. Everybody ain't right. Everybody don't do me for this, that, and other. And if you really believe that, and some of you really believe that, and I'm not picking anybody, but I, you know, like my cousin, I, I got family from the hood. Don't let this, this articulation you. I got family from the hood, from the ghetto, from the dark places, if you will. So, so sometimes it's helping them to grasp these otherwise really deep spiritual philosophical 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 concepts and, and it is that this highly erudite discuss every day. And so when you think about how do I make this make to my cousins, my mama, my grandmama, you know, you have to know who it is first that you're talking about and meet them where they are first. Meet them where they are. And then, so you ain't got to meet nobody. That's the thing. We have no call go out and convert everybody to over the Mare, to convert everybody to Loki, to convert everybody to Mawalisa. You know, it's Sakpata. That's not that's not a part of what we do. You're in an indigenous culture, in in an untouched culture, missionary, you will be born where you're supposed to be. You would be born in Cameroon. You'd be born in Algeria. You'd be born in Ghana. You'd be born where you're supposed to be. We would be born to our family. We were born into our lineage. We, meaning people of America, on this discussion, 
We don't have that luxury. Unless your family here in America, there aren't any real root Rasta families older than that. Think about, think about dread and African culture. It's all new relative when we start looking at centuries. So, no, there is no roadmap for us. There is no older generation often for us to look at and say, oh, that's what that looks like. That's what we're supposed to do. That's how that works. And in the Western that we mimic and copy in, in the worst way. It's a trend from a sag okay, gang-like mindset as an extension of our Western you mimic, look at indigenous culture, look at Asia, look at South America, look at Africa, look at the village indigenous. You don't mimic and repeat what's not healthy, what's not useful, what's not beneficial, what's not working. But we do it in the West, particularly everybody else is doing it. I'm a that's the most ridiculous thing. These challenges get more and more ridiculous every week. If I see one more person trying to pour cereal and milk down somebody's throat, you know, I, I might throw a root at you. It's just ridiculous. So we got to change our mindset of what what really in, in, in the concept of Black Lives Matter? Who is black really in the context of, of, of Black Lives Matter? Are women being represented? Is people like me being represented? You know, who is being represented? And when we listen to the talking heads who are often going for the mic, so they say the most aggressive things. They say the most racially inflammatory uh, things. But they feel like but but does that conversation carry us into the future? Conversation give us a roadmap, a blueprint to stand on moving forward. My life, cousin, Voodoo saved my life. Wapani, Voodoo saved my life, Mama. Voodoo saved my life. I would be autistic. I would be the the, the Black, male, impoverished, uneducated, and probably I got probably got a second hand if I really think about it. You know, if we include credit, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Many of us got several things as roadblocks to our living a quote-unquote American dream. And is that really what we want to live? Is that really what we want to live? I'm going to be featured on a show coming soon. Sam Sheridan. Um, wow. Blank when I try and quote the name of that show for memory. Give me a second to pull it up. I'm going to be featured on, on that year for some of your older folks in National Geographic. That year with Sam Sheridan. And the show is going to be called The Act of legendary places. Now, I probably shouldn't say, but I, I, it's probably legally safe to say. 
Um, this show was produced by the same people who produced Great World with Buddha's Dark Med, that which is at the top of my Instagram right now, which is going viral, by the way. It was produced by the same people, but not the same show, not the same host, not the same subject matter. So if you enjoyed Aaron and, and, and zombies and, and, and poisonous plants and, 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 and elixirs and whatnot, you greatly enjoyed the Atlas Legendary Places hosted by Sam Sheridan. Now, I also brought up his name because Sam Sheridan is also the author. He's a journalist and an author. He's written a very popular book called The Disaster Diary. The Disaster Diary. Also, in, in many previous shows, invited you to read Octavia Butler. Octavia Butler, I mean, she was in our room. Octavia Butler, The Parable of the Soul. The Parable of the Soul. Now, I, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to mess it up if you're going to have to read the book. And I do know I have some listeners right now who are reading Octavia Butler's book. I also have some listeners who are reading uh, the, disaster, the Disaster Diaries by Sam Sheridan, uh, but it paints a very special picture of where we might be right now in, in our country and in the world and where we might be. Headed. And so I saw a post earlier today that went something like this. You might understand now why Big Mama saved all that ingredients in an old can. You might understand now why Big Mama washed out her aluminum foil and, and reused it. You might understand right now it's important to monitor how much toilet paper now, why your elders and your grandparents and those who came before who, who survived the depression, who survived really challenging scenarios, who survived segregation, Jim Crow, and white supremacy in the South and survive. You you might understand. I think to be really a voodoo practitioner, an Ifa practitioner, a, a practitioner of Santeria, a, a practitioner of Kadai, you have to rebirth an indigenous mindset. You can't you can do it and be in the West. You can do it and live in the West, but you can't do it and have a Western mindset. You have to readjust how you think, how you believe, big things. Where you the power base is just different from the power base is different from the power base in the Mayan culture, the, the indigenous world cultures. We draw our power from nature. We draw our power from God. We draw our power from, from the spirit. The Western world draws their power from money and, and, and celebrity and, and wealth and money. Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter your state of morality. Doesn't matter if you didn't mess with little children or, or harmed women or, or been abused to men if you got to be in the bus. That's the Western mindset. What's rich? Well, he's got money. Start calling out celebrity names because I don't want to create controversy, but but we've gotten behind celebrities who've done some really bad stuff. We've gotten behind some celebrities who've done some questionable stuff. 
you know, and I'm not here to judge. I work with celebrities every day. I work with people's business every day. Some stuff that would just, that would just blow your hair back. <laughs> and I would never come here and share it. I would never come here and do it. But I'm telling you, be careful about where you place your value. Be careful about where you place your pentacles. Be, be careful about tarot readers about where you place those coins. Be careful. Neophytes before, I like that question. The ancestors are calling. Do you hear? I do. Do you hear that? My phone number is area code 845-277-9143. Hand raised, and that's okay. I'm going to move forward momentarily. I do appointments. I have clients to attend to. I have an ancestral to to do today. It's always true and indeed a blessing. Friend me. Like me. Show your support. I also appreciate your and your donations um, to keep the mystery and keep the voodoo going and keep the voodoo moving forward. I appreciate you. I appreciate you all taking the time out of the middle of your day to be present here with me every day at high noon. You understand the time. Um, Tiffany, wow, I haven't seen Tiffany spelled that way. That's interesting. And so I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, she's trying so hard to do everything that her slave ancestors are asking. Find someone to lead me. Beloved, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Just just send me an email. Just check my website. I'll be more than even if you're contacting social media, it's not good. I'm just gonna send my email address directly back there. Yeah, Octavia absolutely predicted where we are and where we're headed. Unfortunately, had a, had a little bit of an accident a few years back. I believe she was on cold medicine. She's the second friend of mine who passed away by overdosing on cold medicine. You all be very careful, especially now in the season of Corona. And so, you know, y'all forgot about allergies, the common cold, the normal flu. Y'all forgot about that. So I don't want you to get any kind of symptoms and then go in panic cold, you can absolutely hurt yourself with Tylenol cold and flu. You know, with the over-the-counter cold and flu medicine. So I have two men who took too much cold and flu, and in both case scenarios, they fell, somehow fell or tripped over and, and injured their head and passed away. And I believe that is uh, Octavia Butler's story. Uh, she was on and flu medication, and I think they went to the door to check her mail and fell and passed away uh, maybe three years ago. But that book, Parable of the Sore, that'll help you to get your life right. <laughs> Parable of the Sore made me move out of California. <laughs> if you live in California, I the book. Did I, I, I ordered the book that last week. I was like, I need to read this. Yeah. I read some. Uh, the forward, and I read some of the um, snippet of it. I said, I got I to gotta order this book right now. Yeah, it's a deep book. And forgive me, Kiona, and, and anybody yeah. else who, who live in California. No, touchy, touchy. She was giving her testimonial, her confirmation. 
Either no, you didn't get a chance to say what you were going to say. You said if you live in California, what? If you live in California, forgive me. Forgive me. But I moved out of California. Oh, okay. I moved out of California permanently. And for the last time, I completed reading. This is not a horror story. It's not a horror story right there. But Jesus, honestly, if you are a survivor, if you are a person who believes that bad things are coming, this book is scared of a Jesus. Hell out of Dodge. <laughs> And I started, I'm serious. I'm serious, y'all. I had a map the size of this wall. And I would look at the map. I would pray at the map. I would divine at the map. Sometimes I would take the map down and I would do pendulum, pendulum, divination over the map, trying to figure out where I was going to go. Because I did not want to be in California. And what she said. Then I started having sign for me that I had to move. Earthquake come, I would have to move. I would have to move. And God kept telling me, "You can't be here. If you're here, you are absolutely here when the big come." And keep on that. This is California. What I mean when I say the big? That's where the California at some point is going to fall off into the ocean, and it's going to be that real, you know, nine, you know. God kept telling me that I was in the club. Sometimes I would be in the club and I would feel that earthquake movement. And it would be real. To this day, I still have earthquake sensibility. When they had earthquakes, I lived around the corner where I live now in an apartment on the floor. The wife said, Girl, did you feel that? That was an earthquake. And within five minutes, then now earthquake in Haiti. So it's not something that I experienced in California, but I, because of California um, and how frequently California affects your spiritual gifts, I believe I picked up an extra gift of And God tells me to be clear, I'm not going to hurt earthquakes in October in this book. But there are other things <laughs> in the book, specifically that we need to say, okay, I got that book. And one of the things listen, where are you right now? Just imagine real bad happening. It's no food, it's no plumbing, it's no electricity. The government came to wanted to at least be around my friends and my family. How far am I from my parents? How far am I from my sisters and brothers? I started thinking about that in terms of where I was going to be. I also thought about how many black people live there. How many people of color live there? You know, so Colorado my family was out of the question. Wisconsin was out of the question. You know, moving into region was out of the question. <laughs> and this is part of the time I was also reading a book. Um, the name of the 
with me right now. But Killer, remind me. I'm I'm ahead of you tomorrow. Uh, it's about Marie Laveau. Okay. It's about Marie Laveau. It's written by a white man. It, it's a fictional book. I would say the book was written in the 50s. But he described New Orleans as sort of the fanciful, uh, exaggerated, in some cases, even racist and white supremacist term, a greater interest in Louisiana for me, in New Orleans. So I was reading that, reading Octavia Butler, and trying to figure out, you know, statistics, where, where are the black people in America? You all do understand 75 to 80% of us still live in the South. Even if you're in Chicago, you see a lot, a lot of black people. You, you, L.A., black people are the minority in L.A. I don't care how many black folks you see. Look at the numbers. So we still primarily exist in Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, the Carolinas, Virginia, Maryland. We still primarily live in the South. So we had always feared the South. Growing up in, in, in the D.C., in the DMV, being born you know, in Chicago and still have families sitting, you know, in Chicago, it's fear to stop. All I heard was racism, white supremacy, civil rights movement. That's all I knew and understood about the South. I actually had a all-paid four-year scholarship to the University of Mississippi and refused to take it. I was that careful at 15, 16 about what the South was. So when Octavia Butler came along and Marie Laveau came along, it, it was haunting in a positive negative way. It was very haunting and it called me back to my roots. It called it, which I'm up to 30 years ago. So I invite you all to read these books. I invite you all to explore any of the books. Here on the show, offer here on the show. Age Robertson, when are we first coming into? No, let me say that when we are first coming into African sexuality, do our ancestors tell us which path to follow? Ifa or Voodoo? Bloodline matters in terms of where we descend from Africa. Absolutely. Um, and forgive me, Adrian, maybe you. I said earlier, um, it's all voodoo. It's all voodoo. And it's all fa. It's not all e, but it's all fa, F-A. Look at the, the last part of your question, bloodline. Ethnicity, A, is a Yoruba word. So you're talking about Yoruba people. I picked a picture of the co- continent and a specific country. Nigeria, just just Nigeria. Google population count Nigeria. Two hundred ethnic groups in Nigeria. Two hundred languages and languages in Nigeria. They're in the West called an Orisha romance. So Orisha, we're speaking Yoruba. We're speaking Yoruba. We 
putting everything on one set of people. So when you eat versus food, what, what do you mean? Are you talking Europe of people versus Edwin, versus Khan, Khan, versus Goth, versus Khalsa? There's so many other ethnic groups. So in my house, in my lineage, in my path, bloodline is everything. Black, white, red, yellow, green, purple, bloodline is everything in our house. And it's a part of the ancestral world divination that we do. So it's a requirement for those who are initiating. Those who aren't initiating, okay, you, you can play a little looser. They may come to you just for services, if you will. But if you are initiating, it's a requirement. Bloodline, ancestry, who we descend from, because if you're pulling Europe and are predominantly Europe, that we might focus on five. House, we might focus on another uh, uh, group. Suku, Himba, we might focus on another specific ethnic group. But we teach from Yoruba. I continue to teach from Yoruba because it's the most prolific. They hold the highest degrees. They're the most educated ethnic group in America, if you didn't know that. And, and they write books. You can't find books in Fon. And even if you can, can you know Fon? Can you read Fon? Can you speak French? Because the Fon people in Togo, Benin, their, their government language, if you will, is French. The Yoruba, their government language is English. It's English. Nigeria, the government language is English. So it makes it that much easier for those educated Yoruba book that we can follow. But the books you're getting the original often not being written by European people are not being written by Nigerians are being written by Americans white, black, and and, and are often getting, you know, shared. in some cases the change the information that we're getting. So much so that some of you still believe that there's a seven-day cycle in June, represents Friday, and leg buds on Monday. It's not real. It's not real. People can stand up on any day. Let's be clear. And in a real cycle of things, uh, he will always stand up on Monday. He can stand up on any given day in the week, depending on ritual calendar. My godchildren understand ritual calendar. My ancestral divination clients understand. And ritual calendar. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Divine. Yes, come on in. Before we begin, I want to ask you what is there a difference between a Malabo priest and an Orisha priest? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, that's important, particularly for those of you. Um, Yes, Wapani. Oh my God, my sister is so deep. Girlfriend, y'all tell my sister what Wapani. That my mother stopped. Voodoo dreams. That's thank you, Wapani. That's the book. She the out. Oh my God, I had no idea she even knew anything about that book. But yes, um, real 
again. Be back. That's my sister. Divine Prince, I was asking is there a difference between an Ifa priest that's right. or Malawa and an Orisha priest? Yes, that's right. And for okay. those who are operating in any manifestation of Yoruba, some of you are confused and some of you are losing your mind. Now, first of all, a Bible is married to, to use a voodoo term, is married to Orula. It's married to Orumila. A Bible leads is to Orumila and the spirit of divination and the divination book. So a Bible loud don't work for you. A Bible law ain't doing your love spells. The Bible law don't do that. A Bible law deals in Odu. The letters of Odu fall on the divination board. Anifa, in Yoruba tradition, because this is where I don't agree with the Yoruba. Women are not allowed to do certain things in Yoruba culture. Women can't aspire to the same level of knowledge and the level of power according to that tradition as men. So, not palm nuts, and they use a certain number of shells in accordance to the system, and then they read Odu from that perspective. And Ianifa might also have received other crowns. Yimiya, see, when you receive that crown, that deity on your head, you receive the mystery of that deity. So, Go to Nigeria, for instance, and you want Oshun, you got to go to Oshoko, Nigeria. That's a very specific river, a very specific place. Oyo, Nigeria, is a whole other village where you go to find Shango. It's in Oyo. Here in the West, we, we, we got all of that together. We got we, we didn't mix all of that up with seven beads on it, strands of beads, ten strands of beads. Like they got all of those mysteries. And in my year or more, again, the mystery of each of those deities, you come in, you get initiated, you can But there's a process, just like university, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, then you go and get your, your, your master. You go and get the, I mean, if I tell you, Orisha is saying, Arisha doing, Arisha needed to, and then you go to your godparents. You have godparents practicing this authentically, and then the godparents help you dress. Do we need four legs? Do we need rooster-skinned goats? Do we need to call in the Arisha priestess? Do we need to call in the Oshun So I'm answering the Arisha priestess part of your question. They are not Baal. They are not Ianifas, but they have been mastering. Again, when you go to Nigeria, you're born in Nigeria without the, you know, the Western, the white man's involvement, racism, less in a perfect condition. You're not born into all these different Orishas. Your family has specific ancestral people they acknowledge. Your family has specific that they acknowledge. A showboat might be Oshun. Almost everything you do is Oshun. And if you have other issues, other complications, you can 
you're going to travel to where Ogu resides. You know, so here in the West, we got it all together. And we got it all encompassed in one house. And a perfect house, a perfect house has Baba Lau, Ianifa, Reader, has Orisha Priest to do the work, has Doom to birth the baby, et cetera, et cetera. You have a community of people that didn't come together. Now, now sisters would have you believe they're all things. They're everything. The Anifa, they they the priest, they the Mambo, they the Hogan, they the Kur, they 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 you know, they the Obia, they everything. And to say that, let me be more specific. When you hear me say Pan African spiritualist, practitioner, author, advisor, Elagun in service to the Oloye. I, I had to master that. I had to grow into that. I had to be initiated into that. I had to be helped in that. And that requires elders. That requires people that come before you. That requires people who've already doing or people who've already made mistakes. People who've already seen bad things. So that you don't have to make the mistake. So that you then don't have to repeat the bad thing. And, and that's one of the benefits of having a village. They say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to raise an initiate. It takes a village to raise someone fully in the tradition. And we can put that in the Western context. We could be talking about Islam. We could be talking about Christianity. talking about other organized systems. No one comes in and does everything. No comes in and becomes the head without passing through a certain gauntlet of levels of growth and evolution. No one does. And so when we try to take those shortcuts, when we try and mimic shortcuts, that's witchcraft. Now you're dabbling in in, in ego. Now you're dabbling in, I don't care what God wants or say. I don't care what the angels might just I don't care what the reason I want what I want and I want it now. That's witchcraft. That's not indigenous to any world culture. Except except this one that fell from the sky and, and now has come in and has changed everything on the planet. I just leaked the truth. I know y'all caught that. Yes, they fell from the sky. They came from another place. Almost all the evidence points to that. They found a way to merge into humanity. Arkan talked about Yaku. Elijah Muhammad talked about Yaku. I mean, y'all know that story. This scientist who created another race of people. And now things are just out of control. So, yeah, there's a order. I hope I answered your question, beloved. Um, Arisha priests yes. are crowned in, in a specific Arisha or a specific set of Arishas, and they know. In their mystery. If there's a problem or issue of lots of complications, they're going to send you to a bottle out. Now, in voodoo structures different. The diviner, the hoga, the mambo can read, can divine, can also possess. Possess, and that's when we allow Wah to take over our body. Uh, a mambo, a hogan, can be possessed by uh, 
a particular low off and then make your glory while they trance. Make your spirit bad while they are trance by, by this other power. So in voodoo, you do see the leader, the priest, doing work and divining. But, but they still have to be trained for that. And if they keep it separate, um, one of the reasons they keep it separate is to protect the authenticity of it. If you're a Babalao, it's also the person that's doing the work. It's also the person who is instructing you in the research. It's also your mentor. It's, it leaves too much room to manipulate you, to control you. So you, you get a second opinion. You get a third opinion. So you got the Babalao, you got the you got the Orisha priest that say, oh, no, that's not what that sign means. And I three that sign means A, B, and C. And you apply. Um, you have other opinions. Thank you for the question. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for answering. So I'm moving forward. Okay. All is truly and indeed a blessing. I appreciate you all. You all are actually going to allow me to maybe breathe and drink some water and maybe even have lunch <laughs> before I get caught up in my afternoon appointments, which usually go on to as late as 9 o'clock at night. So I no, maybe. Yeah, I do, and a lot of times I don't. A lot of times I don't eat breakfast. I get on here at really 11 o'clock. I'm already here. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all, like right. Keona and Keisha, some of y'all know that. Like um, Tasha Tasha Love, uh, she's here sometimes at 11 o'clock. I might play videos on the screen for you to look at, voodoo-oriented videos. So technically, I'm on here from until mm-hmm. show ends whether it's at two, whether it's at three. Um, to prepare for the show, I'm typically on here at eight or nine in the morning. I'm going through email. I'm making sure my, you know, all my technical points are set up here as far as how the streaming works for StreamYard. You know, I'm making sure my block talk radio is in place. I got my uh, detailed uh, text information. So usually at 8.30, 9 o'clock, I'm already here. I'm already standing right here in this position, you know, getting ready for a noon show. Uh, and then if I'm interrupted, I get phone calls, as you all have heard, back to back to back to back. Um, and that can slow me down. So typically, I don't eat until 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. For diabetic, uh, that's just not It's just not yeah. healthy for me, for me to do that. So I appreciate you all. I love I'm here for you. I support you in your endeavors. I, I pray that you would support me as well. I'm continuing to prepare a place for you. It's on the other side of that wall. So of you who are concerned, for those of you who care, I have a chair. I have a very special chair. <laughs> Divination chair. It. Oh, it's, oh, great. You got it. We're talking, okay. about, we're talking about a, a throne chair, a divination okay. throne chair, specifically carved and created for voodoo divination. So it's physically not here, but in terms of ownership, it's mine. Uh, it's locked in, you know, it's, it's doing what it's got to do to ship something of that size um, and of that weight. Uh, I believe the weight 
this $240, I believe. We're talking about a, a big piece of, of, of implement, a, a big piece of equipment. It's the main piece in an altar room for divination. You can envision a church and a pulpit and, and your mic stand and your communion. I mean, there are certain things that are played. When we think of a Haitian temple, there's a pitomaton that's center post and circular construction around the center post that then has an opening you know and there's ritual just as I have been teaching how to create ancestors and ancestor work I'm now letting you go into creation of sacred space as it relates to divination as it relates to both this question about the Anifas or Risha priests some of the things that she didn't ask, but were in five guns, mambo, bokor, bokranan, all of these represent spiritual priestly positions in these traditions from a West African. And, and in the case of Haiti, we break it down who do occultism in English, it all sounds like something else. But, but with that layer of knowledge, with that layer of information behind it, those of us who know, understand, and connect at a deeper level. So I can't wait. This chair will be powerful, literally and physically. Whether you hear physically, whether you're looking at me on camera. And that's another thing. I want you all to prepare. Get your cameras together. Get your webcam together. I'm trying to slow up doing readings and consultations on the phone. Whether you Skype, I would rather you can see me. And, and I can see you, at least your face. Those of you who have more space, an altar, a shrine, and we're doing work, it would be so much better if we can see each other, even if you are physically here. Um, some of you are already planning travel here. Be careful. Be very patient because we have to watch what's happening. 30 states, 30 states are seeing a rise in COVID-19. Y'all better get it together. You're not bringing it here. So so I'm in town today, July 1st. Can I have a meeting with you tonight? No. I'm in town. It's, it's July 1st. Can I come see you tomorrow morning? No. 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 It needs to be well planned, well thought out predetermined visitation. Now, my godchildren, y'all welcome. My initiates, you're welcome. Bring your mask. Bring your hand sanitizer. Be prepared to be at least one room away from Okay? We can all regular. You know, some of y'all know things that you do yeah, we can do that, but won't be no physical contact. I've doubled the space. Me, I've doubled the space. I've taken this out of that wall belongs to us now. It's a part of this house, and so it allows me to keep you at least at arm's length. No, more than arm's length. At a room's length away from me. No more than two people allowed in here. It's going to be four and five and 
No, 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 no. Two, I'm going to know the week of out that you're coming. Two, and y'all going to have, yes, sanitizer, yes, and I'm on point like this, and y'all stand way up there <laughs> in the room, the division room, be visible to you, but you won't be able to come in. You won't be able to touch me. You won't be able to touch the chair. Just like at the Smithsonian, you can take your pictures, you can take your videos, but you won't be able to touch. The store will eventually, I'm still working on that, will eventually be open. The Botanica is only available to Godchildren and my clients and those clients of Denise Augustine and our sacred story. So things will be prepackaged. If we know ahead of time what your Ebo is, because there's no such thing as a made grigri, then we'll prepare and package it, and it'll be sitting on the, on the table. You can grab it without getting any contact with me. PayPal only. PayPal only. No other services, no cash app, no, 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 no. And I've heard some of y'all complaints. Ain't nothing wrong with PayPal. PayPal is like a bank. If you mess up with PayPal, if you owe money with PayPal, if you got a transaction that's a little with PayPal, yeah, people can use PayPal. I get it. People have a block with PayPal. I get it. But I, I won't accept that. Not that I'm going to touch or make any kind of contact at any time. Just like the wishing well, you can put your cash in that jar, but we probably won't see it for a month or more. So we can spray it down with Michael. I'm talking about that. I was going to keep it moving. Area code 318. Who's calling 318? Who's calling and where you talking from? This Hoodoo Cultism. How you doing? And I'm calling All from Beaumont, Texas. Beloved, all is a blessing. Come on in. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to say a few things. Um, I put in the chat. Um, um, can your uh, ancestor work in divination students? Could they study together, or it has to be a one one on one thing, like uh, yes. a personal individual thing? Yes. Yes, they can study together. Here's the problem. Only my advanced students are prepared to teach. I don't have no student that's only been around a month that's in a position to teach. So mm-hmm. coming together, whether it's to, now, if you hear, if you hear, I'm demonstrating if you hear. And that's why. Make appointments, set up your Skype, and it, it, it would be no different than hands-on instruction. So if my students and I are in a go-to go-to meeting, what do you call that? Uh, I don't use Zoom. I don't trust Zoom. A go-to meeting. Yes. Yeah, if my students are in a go-to meeting, I can see you. You can see me. You can see each other. 
Yeah, absolutely. That that can happen. I, I had a godchild uh, about a month or so ago. Uh, she she asked a similar question, but she was all over the place. And so I would love her. I'm going to say it. I would never put a problem off on me. I would never give a, a student a gym to work with, a demon to work with. And, so, and, and through autism, some of my clients, people I'm helping, got demons, got gyms. And we're trying to heal that, work with that, repair that, fix that, before they can even get in a position to teach and instruct the other. So, you know, when you think about college, not about the study group, how much work got done in the study group? Often did we focus on the math, the science, the French. I know when I was in college, my first study group was a smoking group. <laughs> we were a reggae <laughs> listening to a world music listening to smoking group. And so we got together, and we did some French, and, and we smoked. And my French teacher knew that. And she would tell oh, Mr. Had, I was still back then. Oh, Mr. Had, you know, and she threw that French out at me, and I would come right back. And she couldn't understand it. Because a lot of people still think that smokers and smoking makes you slow, makes you dumb, impairs your your, your consciousness, and young, I, I agree. I don't agree with kids smoking. I don't agree with 15, 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds smoking any more than I would liver or threat. You're too young. Your, your frontal cortex ain't developed until you fight. The mature people who do well, who handle their budget, handle their business, who smoke at 30, 40, 50, very different things. And, and they're not losing control. So not to digress from your original question, but that is about your question. What then happens in the social group? Because, uh, again, this, this environment, this sacred space attracts everything. And not just people like you and I who are interested in learning it, interested in the ancestors. Some people look at us. Some of y'all looking for a wife. Some of y'all looking for the next hookup. Some of y'all looking to make a friend with somebody who you could parasite on. You can share a story and maybe they'll send you some money on your cash app. So that's my concern, beloved, about how to bring us together. <laughs> You operate together in a in a in a group that's gonna be the the material that's gonna be so off this. I just offer I'm willing to do go to me and it's much more valuable because they know what's going on. They know it's being said, they know it's being demonstrated. But based on your question, food criticism and and, so, and me, I'm gonna make a point to improve in So these videos will be more specific, more handled. I, I will only do all the things to do by that. 
be hearing from the people who are ready to answer the word. Now, some of y'all are speaking up I'm getting updates from me. Here's my time. Here's my altar. This is what I'm doing. This is what's been happening. And I appreciate that. And those people have more sense of fluidity, if we'll, in the work. Um, but that's not happening. I can tell you some people actually need to see things to understand, need to have some hands on things. So I hope I answered this question. And Are you still there? Who do? Oh, okay. He hung up. Okay. Well, yes. Well, I hope I answered your question and then some. I appreciate you. I love you. I support you in your endeavors. I'm here for you. You are not alone. You're not battling this by yourself. You are not the only one that sees things. You are not the only one that hears these things the only one that's having this experience, I'm here for you. I'm here to teach. I'm here to share. I'm here to build community, not just with me and my house, but with each other. I, I want everyone here to connect. I want everyone here to come together. I want everyone here to be at whenever coronavirus is going to allow that to happen. I, I need us to come together. I, I you said he, I'm with you, Malachi. I'm, I'm, I'm with who do occultism. I'm with you, Kiona. I'm with Keisha. I want that to happen. But first, it's going to start in the mind, start in our actions. So, go now, get Skype together, add me to Skype. I, I need to see more of being active on Skype. Pop in. Uh, let's see what I can move the camera around the house. I can move this computer around the house. Ultimately, I'm going to have accessibility so you can see the divination so you can see the other aspects of the temple, and, and I'll bring that to this shared space. So until next time, remembering that all is truly and indeed a blessing if you can just see beyond the veil. All just an illusion, a test, and one of the greatest divine of this life cycle. Ashe and Otapo. A dash of cayenne to the root. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Boil a gumbo. Hot. And steady Don't care if Freddy really Gone free at that old cemetery Down on Cleabone where she's buried Build a fire on the bayou when a black cat scratch at two Under a full moon that's blue Chant the magic words, Kufaru A dash of cayenne to the rule 
gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black shades too. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green, green suit. Black top hat, black suit too, same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you, can't see my eyes, black shades too. Going free at the old cemetery, down on Claybone where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my Greek grease suit. Yeah. Black top hat, black suit too. Same old ride that Moses threw. I'm gonna get them bones out the graveyard for you. Can't see my eyes, black sheets too. Gonna pray at that old cemetery. Down on Claybone where she's buried. A dash of cayenne to the roof. Gonna put on my green, green suit. 